this series uh, called Light Comes Into the World, uh, where we have been looking at the major players uh, that were on Christmas Day, the first Christmas Day. And today we're going to be looking at the shepherds and uh, how we can see their experience and how through their experience, hopefully it will impact our experience and our understanding of Christmas this season. Before we get into the shepherds and seeing things through their eyes, uh, let's take a quick uh, look at what it would look like to see through this kid's eyes. Um, we've all been there, uh, either seeing this or experiencing it ourselves as children. Uh, you can somewhat imagine maybe what this kid's emotions were before this picture, but really just fully before this picture was taken. Maybe he was super happy. Uh, he had just been given a gift that he loved, right? And he's super elated, super excited, super happy about this gift. And by his sibling, that's another gift. And now he's jealous about that gift he's looking over at. And he's about to throw a, ten- a temper tantrum about their sibling's gift now that they are not envious of or not happy about. I don't know if you've experienced this as a child or seen this as, uh, as a parent or an adult. Uh, I know I have, where you're like, you're just happy over this gift, super happy, and now because your sibling got something that you weren't even thinking about, but maybe it looks cool or it's a bigger gift, now they're super upset about it, and now you got to deal with this whole thing on Christmas morning. Uh, now, maybe you've moved past maybe crying over uh, being envious over someone else's gift. Uh, that they've gotten on Christmas. But I think this picture, and maybe some, some things that happen on Christmas morning, uh, is something that, is, is something that uh, helps us understand uh, and see some things that happen during the Christmas season. Uh, and that is that emotions can be very heightened in the Christmas season. Uh, Christmas season is filled with heightened emotions. Not just on Christmas morning, like the picture that we saw, but during this whole month and leading up to Christmas, uh, there are times and things that we go through uh, during this season uh, where our emotions uh, can maybe move towards the extremes of things. That's what we're talking about today. Before I was a child, uh, I experienced the good side of the high emotions. Where I remember one year, uh, I think I was in middle school, and I received a surprise gift of a snowboard. And I was super excited. It was a surprise. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. And my parents told me to go to this other room to check something out. And I don't even think it was for the gift. And I saw this snowboard there. And I was so happy. I saw the snowboard today. I've been using it ever since. It was probably late middle school, early high school. And I've been using it ever since. Uh, absolutely amazing gift, super amazing Christmas, super happy. Uh, but then as I got older, and I became a young adult, uh, got into my young 20s, and uh, starting to experience Christmas in a different way, um, I realized that I wasn't really married yet, I wasn't seriously dating anyone, I had my heart broken a couple times, and Christmas in my early 20s were on the sadder side of things. Uh, my life wasn't really going the way I was expecting it on that side of my life, and so Christmas was a reminder of how lonely I was, and it was sad. And so I experienced that lower part of the emotions around this time of year. 
people posting things to social media that they were with their loved ones, and I wasn't. And so I experienced the, the lower end of those some emotional extremes that could happen uh, during this season. And so this is something that is just common that we're all dealing with right now. And so maybe for you right now in this Christmas season, you are looking forward to it. You're super excited about the next few weeks. You're going to maybe have family coming back in from out of town. Maybe you are uh, parents of college students. They're going to be coming back. I don't know if that's super bad or not for your uh, grocery budget, uh, but uh, college students are going to be coming back. Uh, you're going to be maybe having friends come in from out of town, relatives come in from out of town. You're looking forward to a great time at your home or at a family's home, making great memories and laughing and creating great memories with family and friends this season. Maybe for you, you're on the other side. Maybe this Christmas season is approaching and you're starting to feel that lower end of emotion. You're starting to feel sad. You're starting to feel depressed about this Christmas season. Maybe because this Christmas is going to look a little different for you than your family this Christmas season. Maybe it'll be the first time this Christmas season that is going to look like that. And you don't know how it's really going to be on Christmas. You don't know how you're going to be feeling as it moves closer and closer. Maybe for you, you are... Uh, really looking forward to a great Christmas morning. Maybe you have gifts planned for your kids, and you can't wait to give them to them. Right? You can't wait to see the joy that they're going to have, the happiness that they're going to have by the gifts that you give them. Right? Maybe you have a gift that you're like, oh man, I can't wait to get this. Right? Maybe you have someone that's just waiting to give you a gift, and man, it's going to be great. I can't wait to have this. Or maybe for you, this Christmas season, uh, you're going to be remembering the loss of a loved one. And maybe it isn't the first time, but every year it is a reminder. And so something that you have to process uh, with you uh, and w- with God this, this year. And it's not necessarily something we're looking forward to. Not only in our personal lives, but we see this through statistics that this time of year brings a flow of emotions. Uh, stats show that uh, as we move closer to Christmas and the new year, suicide rates increase. On the flip side, and I have a licensed wedding photographer, we can see this, engagements increase, right, as on Christmas. Uh, it can be a very happy time for people getting engaged. That, that, that number goes up around the holidays. We also see suicides increasing during this time of year. And so what does the Bible have to give us, and what does the Bible have to say and speak into this swirl of emotion that we're all dealing with this Christmas season? Well, today we're going to see what uh, the story of the shepherds has to speak into our lives today. If you have your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 20. Luke chapter 2, 1 through 20. And as you're turning there, I just want to give you a little bit of a background, a little context of the situation we're going to be looking at. And before we get to the shepherds, just a little context. 
Mary and Joseph had returned to Joseph's hometown of Bethlehem because of the census that was being taken by the Romans over the whole empire. Joseph took Mary with him to go back to Bethlehem so he could register in the census. While there in Bethlehem, Mary gave birth to Jesus. Because so many people came back for the census, there was really no room in the inn or in people's houses. So they stayed in an outside room where animals lived and placed Jesus in a manger. Now, this, now, shortly after this is where we encounter the shepherds. And there we pick up the story in verse 8. This kind of sums up 1 through 7 for you. Verse and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. So, let's focus on the shepherds a little bit and understand more of their story. Now, just as we were talking about the extremes of Christmas, right, the extreme emotions of Christmas, we met with a group of people who I would say were on the extreme side of their society in Israel, Israelite society. The shepherds were on the very extreme fringe of their society. They were not really liked. They were looked down upon. And overall, they, they were just people that lived extreme lives. They were out there defending uh, sheep uh, and goats with their lives against predators. And this kind of gives even more context to the extreme type of disposition people had towards shepherds. I want to just say a few things from different sources that I found this week. Uh, the Mishnah, which is a book of Jewish oral law, describes the shepherds as incompetent. This is the understanding in the Jewish culture at that time that they were incompetent people. Scholar Joachim Jeremiah, in his book Times of Jesus, records that people thought that they were also incompetent and that if they were that they were not to be rescued if they were in a pit. So if they saw out in some cliffside or open field somewhere, and they would walk by, uh, and a shepherd was down there saying, "Hey, help me! I'm down here." They, I mean, kind of Jewish culture at the time was like, "Yeah, you don't really have to rescue them." They were so bad that they were not even allowed to testify in the court of law because they were not really trustworthy people. And besides that, they lived rough lives. They smelled. Okay? Uh, just kind of the life of a shepherd, you were living around sheep all the time. Uh, you slept outside with them and around them. Uh, you handled them as animals. It was not a good life. They looked unkept and rough around the edges, which is understandable uh, for people living outside pretty much all the time with little shelter and also having to deal with the elements and also having to deal with the predators that came by. They had to be kind of like tough, rough uh, people who would deal with these uh, predators who would come along. Uh, they were not able to worship at the temple. In Israel, they were seen as unclean. So, some of these examples just show to the extreme nature of not only their life but their 
uh, way of being viewed by Israelite people. Now, you can imagine the type of extreme emotion that comes from being those types of people. People who are not accepted in their group. People who didn't really feel the love uh, from the Israelite people. Let's just take a moment to imagine what are the thoughts and emotions they kind of dealt with every day. They probably dealt with bitterness. This wasn't the dream of young Jewish boys to become shepherds. They'd probably maybe look down at Bethlehem or surrounding cities where they would follow the sheep and maybe dream about what life would be if they just had a normal life. Right? Maybe they became hard-hearted in life. Maybe they'd say things under their breath about their life or about God sometimes. About why, why am I here? Why is my life going this way? And so they would have some extreme emotions, heightened emotions uh, in their life about their situation, uh, their profession, and just their everyday lived experience as shepherds. And in the midst of this lifestyle, on the first Christmas morning, they're met with another extreme. They're met with angels. And this angel of the Lord uh, is, comes down and meets them. So let's read this in Luke chapter 2, verse 9. It says, The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And so we're going to pause for a second on the angel of the Lord. Now, the angel of the Lord, that you can imagine, this is a being, an angel, who existed in the presence of the Lord, as God existed in heaven, perfectly clean from the ritual religious standpoint. He was uh, just a beautiful being, covered in light and surrounded in uh, glory. I mean, this was a, uh, an amazing celestial being coming down from heaven. And this other extreme now, now we've talked about the, one of the lower extremes of Israelite society, meaning which what, what we would probably understand is what people would see as the highest. Right? The highest perception among Jewish people were angels. They were amazing beings, existing in the presence of God, and rarely, if ever, came into contact with human beings. And so now we have this meeting of the minds, the meeting of these two extreme people. And so from this meeting, what is this main attribute that is communicated? From the angel of the Lord to the shepherds. Let's see what Scripture says. In chapter, chapter 2, verse 10, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Will cause great joy for all people. Joy is the main attribute that the angel describes to the shepherds about what would be the outcome of this birth of a Savior. 
joy is the thing that connects this meeting between the angels and the shepherds. These two extremes. What meets in the middle is joy. And joy is this amazing gift given to us. Joy is this amazing gift because it anchors our soul in the midst of these swirling emotions. It calls us back to the center time and time again, no matter what extreme we are on this Christmas season. If we are like those uh, kids and uh, people who receive gifts and they're super happy, right? we remind them that it's not about the gifts. We're super happy with friends and family coming together, but we remind ourselves that it's not necessarily about that. But there is something deeper than just these surface-level things that we get happy over. And on the flip side, there is something when we are in the lowest points or just dealing with some harder, sadder emotions during this Christmas time, there is an anchor that, that pulls us back to center. Because even though we may be grieving or struggling with loss or pain this Christmas season, there is something that's able to pull us back that doesn't make us just go off into the deep end. And so what is this main attribute that does that? It is joy. Joy is the attribute that brings both of the extreme emotions back to something central. It is like an anchor on a boat. If we are the boat, right, an anchor is way down to the bottom of the ocean, the boat can kind of drift, right, with the anchor on it. It's just that at some point, it gets too far and it stops because the anchor is holding it down. And so the anchor slowly then brings the boat back to center. And then they drift off again, but again, it gets to this side and it stops because that anchor is holding it. And so joy is this attribute that is communicated from the angels, the one extreme, to the other extreme, the shepherds. It says it is joy that's going to help us. And so what is the cause of this joy? What is the source of this joy? Let's see what the angels say. The angels say in verse 2, Sorry, chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. It says, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. It is Jesus. Joy is found in Jesus. And because of that, this joy that is found in Jesus, because of that it is us as Christians, that we have this unique gift, this unique attribute that is afforded to us in Christ. That the rest of the world is in darkness over. And we have this light, this joy in Christ that we have. No other person or thing can bring us this joy. Not secular atheism. If you believe that there is no God and that 
we're just kind of here randomly through millions of years of things banging together and that we evolved from single cell organisms and that we're randomly here through evolution. You have to deduce that then we are here randomly and that your life is random and that your happiness and sadness is based off the random situations that happen and you got to just deal with that. There is no joy. There's no deeper anchor to that holds us down. If we just believe in secular atheism, even agnosticism that says, well, we don't really know, maybe there is, doesn't anchor down to something. The allure of politics does not bring joy. The Lord is a way to thinking that it will bring more happiness to our lives, but ultimately it leaves us more divided and more hatred happening in our culture than peace and joy. So politics is not the answer. Money, status, and fame does not give the anchor that holds us down in times of extreme happiness or extreme sadness. It is the joy found in Christ. And how does he bring this joy? Christ coming to earth brings joy because, one, it says that there is a God. And not only is there a God, but there is a God who cares about us here on earth that he created. And there is a God and that he cares about our own story, each individual people, that he took on human flesh. And so with that premise, with that understanding, we start to move towards there is a God, and this God cares about our story. We also see that God desires to know us. This God that we believe in isn't some distant God, or if you believe in some sort of distant God, Jesus confronts us with that. He challenges us to see that he is a God who desires to know us and to move closer to us. You see, the overarching narrative, the overarching story of the Bible is not just us moving closer to God, but God continually trying to move closer and closer to us, ending with Him reigning with us on earth. It is Him continually wanting to move closer to our story and to know us and to love us. And we see in this story with the shepherds that He desires to bring us joy. He's not just a God who says, I want to know you and understand this experience as humans, but that I want to affect your life in a positive way. That Jesus wants to bring joy. And so in believing in Jesus, when we do that, joy comes into our life, not just in a concept, but because we have the God who became flesh and died for us on the cross and rose again, living inside of us. We have this joy because when we go through those hard things and we are struggling with those harder emotions of depression and sadness in this Christmas time, we have Jesus that reminds us of a bigger story that is unfolding in human history. We are reminded there is a God who has a bigger plan for our life. And we can sometimes move back and see what God is doing. We see that through some of this heartache and pain that we go through, that we have a God who cried tears also. We have Jesus 
who wept. We have Jesus who understands the human condition. We have Jesus who understands the pain and the hurt of human existence. And so because of that, we can cling to Jesus. We know that he understands and wants to bring comfort and joy to our life. And as we're going through these amazing times, we're going through great times of Christmas presents and family and friends and great memories, Jesus reminds us that that is not the point and message of Christmas. These are outcomes of Christmas because of Jesus being born, but that is not is what, that's not what is going to bring us joy in our life. That is not what the Christmas season is about. Jesus continues to point us back to Him, which is the source of true joy. And joy is this amazing attribute that is given to Christians because it's an odd one at the same time because it's often undetected just by looking at someone on the surface. It is this deep undercurrent in the soul that is able to weather the storms and keep us grounded in the great times, in the good times. It's often not really seen in the facial expressions. Right? We see happiness. Right? We see elation. We see all that. We see the tears. We see the, the, the crying. But even someone, in, even a Christian, who is going through those hard times, even through the tears, there is a deep anchor in their soul that reminds them of the God they believe in and that where they are going after they pass away and where their loved ones are and where they will be with them. These are the things that give joy. And it's not joy that looks like a big smile on the face, but it is there. And even when we're over here and we're all happy and everything, we may confuse this with joy. You may say, oh, it's really happy. We're having great times with joy. There's a lot of people out there with smiles on their faces that are very empty. And so there has to be something deeper than just the good times and the friends and the family and the gifts that bring us back. And there's that undercurrent of the soul that is able to bring us back to Christ. And that is why this story, this Christmas season, is so important to us. Because all of us are struggling through these different things this Christmas season. All of us have these swirling emotions, heightened emotions that are going to get more and more heightened as we get closer to Christmas. And so if you're here this morning and you don't believe in Jesus, I would encourage you this morning to place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Not just to be saved for eternity, but to give you a depth of living here on earth that is not given in any other form of religion or any other form of self-help books or any other form of man-made ideas of how we get some sort of purpose or happiness in life. Jesus is the one who will be able to anchor you through some of the darkest times and some of the greatest times. He is the one that wants to give you joy through this season, this year. And so maybe you've been confused on how to na- navigate this and you're not a believer. The first step you take is just placing your faith, making that decision today or this week to make Him your Lord and Savior. And when you do that, your sins are forgiven. Every mistake you've ever made is forgiven. And you'll be forgiven for the rest of your life. And you get to have your perspective on life change. Because now you know that 
your life isn't all that it is. All the weight of your hope of life isn't just on this life. It's also moving towards an eternity with a loving God that you get to be in relationship with now for eternity. That changes how you see yourself, how you see other people, and how you view experiences. And so if you aren't a believer today, I would encourage you, please believe in Christ. It is the most rich and deep and fulfilled life here on earth. If you are a believer this Christmas season, I want to encourage you to lean into this aspect of joy that is afforded to us in Christ. This attribute that the angel, that the angel of the Lord communicated to the shepherds 2,000 some years ago, that this baby will bring joy to tons of people, is afforded to us in Christ. But there may be a lot of other extremities happening, other situations happening in your life that is causing distraction, causing you to focus your attention or emotions in other, other areas. Just spend some time this week pausing and remembering the significance of Christ in your life and the joy that He brings to your life. It will help weather the storms and help center us in the great times. And so what extremes are you going through right now? What extremes are you going through right now with your life and emotions this Christmas season? As you reflect on that, I would encourage you to give that to Christ this morning. Place it at the foot of the cross and allow Christ to fill you with joy. And then lastly, let's see what the shepherds did when they finally met Jesus. In Luke 17 and 18, it says, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. If we're a believer this Christmas season, not only are we to ponder these things and grow in our aspect of understanding joy, uh, but we are to share Christ with others. The situations of the shepherds did not change. Uh, they went back shepherding. They went back to being ostracized. They went back to rough living. It wasn't really that different. Um, their lives weren't drastically changed. They continued to live kind of these extreme lives. But because of meeting Jesus, there was probably a different disposition within their hearts. And they shared it with other people. This whole series is uh, talking about the light that comes into the world. As Christians, we have this light of joy. And we, many of us here, have gone through those extremes and can really tell someone about this joy that has helped you either center yourself in the really good times or ground you in those bad times. And that's how that joy is connected to Jesus. So my encouragement for you this week is to share that with someone who may be going through something really hard and isn't a Christian or maybe is getting caught up in the materialism of Christmas. To just talk to them about that. And talk to them, hey, how are you feeling about, you know, 
losing a loved one? How are you feeling about this person spending this time? Talk to this other person who may be getting more into materialism and kind of getting into all the frills of Christmas. Saying, hey, do you think there's something more to this? And share them just about your experience about how joy is anchored you and how that joy is anchored in Christ. And it is our hope that through doing that, people will come to know Christ and their lives will be changed forever. And that is our hope through this series and through this Christmas season, uh, that we will continue to be a light to the world in sharing with other people. Let's pray. Father, uh, Lord, you give us this tremendous gift of joy. Lord, so many of us here have experienced that. Lord, this undercurrent of the soul that has made us go through, uh, get through a lot in life and centered us in life. Lord, we pray that we'd be able to bring this light to the world to hurting people, to confused people around us, and ultimately point them to you, God. We pray that you would continue to work in our hearts and minds this Christmas season. Help us remember the joy that we have in you. Amen.